0: You know what, man? It just doesn't look right. Bruno, does this one look better? No? (laughs) You're clutching at straws here. What about this one, bro? Does this one look better? No. (laughs) No. man, I can't (laughs) believe this shit. Here we are. Serie A talk, but not Serie A roundtable. It's just about the cultural wide frame today. I've got my friends with me. I've got Bruno from Sydney. How you doing, man?
1: yeah i've seen better days better weeks but
0: what can you do man all good we've got to face the camera bro we've been through it um in the good times let's go through it where it really really counts bro Anth, it's good to see you man
2: bro you would have been in the pits like me recently yeah been feeling shit out since the day mate but let's have a good chat today and see if we can get some therapy on it let's do it adam on the day
0: where francesco totti made his debut for roma am i right is this debut day for francesco
3: it uh, was, well, yeah, Italian time, I guess. It was yesterday, our time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just wearing a black T-shirt today in the look of the, uh, the Zuri. Um, from a po- football perspective, it's, you know, we can think of moments in, in our lives where we've uh, been through this, but uh, this week really hit me hard. So, mm. yeah, not not um, the most positive person um, walking around the, the streets this week, put it that way.
0: I can imagine. Someone who's definitely more positive, but definitely not one to gloat, especially around friends. Ziladmoor, it's a pleasure to have you here as the voice of reason and to basically tell us um, how it is, man. Thanks for coming along. Thanks.
4: Thanks for having me. I'm not going to look banter on the Facebook private page or on message is one day. We're here in front of our public, so I'm going to be fair and tell you the, the, what I think. Uh, I try to wear the most azure top I had in my wardrobe to be nice to you guys. I didn't want to wear the shirts that I wear when I send you those private messages. <laughs> Otherwise, I could no work on Ligon Street for the next 10 years? But uh, yeah, listen, I'm here to show you the other side of the coins, the one that you got the
0: glasses of the fun and you can see it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to start right at the top, man, because I know a couple of us are pressed for time as well. Um, this is where it goes wrong for us. Uh, in the previous two World Cups. 2010 disaster zone, three draws in the group stage. Actually, no, there are two draws and a loss in the group stage, loss coming to Slovakia. 2014, out in the group stage after a disaster class against Uruguay after winning the first game against England and then losing the second one to Costa Rica. Um, I had to admit I thought we were going to do a lot better in that tournament when when we stepped the English aside in the first game of the tournament. And here we are now, a second World Cup, unqualified. As European champions, it's absolutely bizarre it was meant the, the European Championship win was meant to signal the end of this sort of downfall and a resurgence under Marcini. But what it actually turned out to be was a very cheap band aid from Chemist Warehouse over the, the big problems. And that's where we're sitting at right now, facing a second World Cup, knowing that it's going to be uh, 12 years in between them. God forbid we don't qualify for the next one as well. Generational players that are moving on, some who deserve to, some who probably deserved one last hurrah. Let's go over to Zio Amor first, who's not surprised that Italy didn't qualify. Although I'm sure you, as a logical football fan, expected Italy to qualify after the Euros when we had what bloody three or four qualifying games left to try and get there in normal group stage time, but to get to the to get to the playoffs and to lose like that to North Macedonia, Zio, it really brought out the big problems from beneath the surface right into the smack face of reality for the Azzurri fans, man.
4: All right, let me start with a little thing. If you follow, you do, you probably forgot about If you follow me, the pre, the during and after Euro, I had a lot of argument with Adam, argument in a good way, friendly way, that I said that Italy winning Euro was a one-off lucky tournament. They remind me of Greece. And guess what? The last team to win Euro not qualified for the World Cup was probably Greece. It's only happened four times in the world. But I'm not here to give it a dig at this national team because this is started... And uh, Adam probably knows because we've been friends on Facebook for many years. <clears throat> you know that much, Anthony. But in 2014, when Italy got... Let me not swear. When Italy got really bad, after 2014... Every coach, coach in the national team is been keep calling the same players. And I was saying, you cannot call all these players. They're too old. And people, instead to see the truth in my word, they will see my anti italy and my anti-Juventus side, which is, was not the case. It's a coincidence that those players were for Juventus. But if after 2010, you win the World Cup, you call the same coach and the same players in 2014, and they got treated that bad by those Third world football country teams, they don't even around anymore, you know. And then you're still playing at the Buffon, the Bonucci, the Callini, and the Pirlo. And I can mention all of them. Then what's happening is you just delay the problem. You look for the short solution. would be better to play younger players in 2014, 15, 16, and build up. Instead to play this nonny until their retirement. And I try expecting, he said, ah, but we don't build up a new generation of football players. The national team is the first team that doesn't look at the young players. If you look at Brazil, doesn't matter who you are. You could be Ronaldo. You could be Neymar. You could be, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Rivaldo. All the old players, Ronaldinho, when they hit the 30, 31, 32 years mark, they're out of the national team. doesn't matter if they're still playing or not. Any good national team, get rid of those players. Unless you're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi or Ibrahimovic, then different story. So Italy problem started after 2014. Keep playing the same old group over and over again. Okay? They have to stop playing the clubs because me as a club, I need to look after my club. Everybody keep playing now Italian clubs not to play Italian young players. But guess what? If I want to buy Bernardeschi, or if I want to buy, what's his name? That's a solo by Sassuolo won 40,000 million euro. With 40,000 million euro, I buy four equal raspadura players from overseas or from Croatia or from uh, any of those countries. So why me as an Italian club has to be responsible For what Italy is missing to do it. It's not me as a club that needs to nurse for the national team. It's the national team that needs to nurse for the national team. And I'll give you another example this stupid friendly game against Turkey. You know, if you really want to build a new future, you know what you're doing? You send everybody home and you call the under 21 in. And you start Mm -hmm. from that. But no, no, we still have to play Killini, man. Killini is 39. What are we doing? And now, once again, if people watch this message they're gonna say, ah, you blame Cellini because he's Italian a uh, Juventino. No, I'm blind <laughs> to play somebody like Cellini because he's 39 and he's not Cristiano Ronaldo and he's not Messi. And we did the same problem with Buffon. Now we have average goalkeeper that we think we're superstar, they're no near superstar. Uh we're playing in goal. I go Kibre sits on the bench for PSG. I right back, sits on the bench for Milan. You know, Insigne has been a ghost at Napoli. I can't wait for him to leave. And in fact, if he was a good player, he will go to a good team at field transfer, not in Canada. So we have average players, below average good players, to play in key position. And also, our standard of judgment is very low because we think about uh, Barella is a good player, Insigne is a good player, Immobile is a good player, uh, Bernardesi is a good player. Man, I'm telling you now, those players in the 80s and 90s, we struggled to play second division in Italy. We had people like Dirceo play for Avellino, Zico play for Udinese, Insigne would have watched Napoli playing from his bedroom and then play for Campania or for Putolana or for Nocerina. We have lower standard. We think that our are good, but then when they leave Italy, they go play overseas or they go play in France. Like, guys, we got Verratti. They play in France, and he does nothing there. That's a farmer league. We get in bed as uh, almost bad as them, but that guy does nothing over there. Look, uh, look, Lukaku. I give you an example, nice and fresh. He was a gun in Serie. A. What happened in him in MPL? We need no. to uh, uh, we need to first understand. That we have average player that we think they superstar they not. Once we understand that, then we need to have a fresh blood going to the national team. No matter what, if we are uh, if they playing or not. If you have to play the under 21, get the player from Serie B. Doesn't matter when they play. Get them the national team, run so they get experience. That's my opinion. So people need to get off their glasses and say stop saying like you no know, no i heard you guys say politano i agree with you politano is not a national team player you know politano is not a player that will make a team. He will not make napoli win the Champions League, he will not make napoli win the european league so i can't understand why he can play for a national team but that's goes for all 11 players that were in italian national team every bloody everybody blame uh, immobile come on do you think another struggle that take italian through Giorgio. We think Jorginho is the best middle field that we ever had. Guys, Jorginho plays a hundred ball a game sideways. It's not Iniesta. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my opinion. Sorry if I have this long point, but it's not me be anti-Italian. Because in, 19, in 1994, when Sacchi was the coach, when Italy had Baresi, Baggio, Zola, Vieri, I was there supporting Italy because it was a team that deserved to be supported. But you really think that I'm gonna go there and support uh, what's his name, Florenzi? Uh, what's the other guy? I um, uh, mean, I'm really bad with names right now because I'm really, really, you know, really passionate about this. Those people should never wear a national team top.
0: Yeah. Never. That's Thank my you. opinion. I know the boys will have some comments and questions for you. I'll go to Anth first and Adam second, and then we'll talk to Bruno about his reaction and we'll bring Zilamo back in um, before he has to go. Anth, over to you first, man. Uh, I know you would have been absolutely livid. So your reaction to missing out uh, once again, and what do you have to say to
2: Zilamo? Uh, yeah, shattered because I look at it from, I agree with what Amor says, by the way. armor um, you're right. that The quality of plays in Italy is rubbish. And we get sucked into seeing, you know, the, the youngsters and they show a little bit and we think they're great. I, I agree with you 100% there. We've got a problem. We don't develop quality world-class plays anymore, and we get excited about the wrong plays. If you look at Italia 90, the plays there, if you look at 94, Zola couldn't even get a game. He was on the bench because we had Baggio, Signori, uh, you know, whoever was playing in that in that cup. We don't produce those plays. We're lucky to have one of them now. But my question for you, Armor, I'm, I'm shattered from a perspective. When you live in Australia, uh, it, the World Cup is like an event for us. You watch it with your family, you watch it with your kids. And I grew up on those memories with my my dad and my brother, my family, and I, I want to share that with my son. That's the part that kills me too, right? Because I've missed eight years now. My son's missed two World Cups. The, the question I've got for you is around the quality, right? So yeah, I get the clubs. The clubs have to look after themselves. So if they're going to buy four foreigners for the same price as one Barardi, they're going to do it. I get that. How do they fix that problem now in Italy where they're they're reducing the value of the Italian plays and they're not overvalued and they have more youngsters getting a go? So Udinese isn't full of 16 foreigners and finishing 14th because of that problem. Udinese has some young Italians come through that potentially Milan, Inter, Roma, Lazio, are looking at to bring into their team as a quality youngster. Until we do that, we're going to see these shit plays like Emerson, Florenzi, uh, you mentioned something. Immobile, mm-hmm. immo- kills it in Serie. Yeah, I can't perform on the world game. That's the level of Serie A at the moment. It's not good enough. So how how are they going to fix this problem? Because otherwise we'll sit here in four more years and we'll be see, saying the same mediocre team out out on the pitch, struggling to maybe just get in and then get eliminated in the group stage. It's not good enough. We believe.
4: You want me to answer already? And, hundred percent. All right, listen. Um... I'm not a magician. What I say cannot be the final solution. I can tell you my opinion. When you have a national team that plays Moses King two months before the end of the season, so Juventus can sell him with a higher price, now you know that people that are managing a league, and national team, are corrupted. We're using a club. We're using a national team as a shop. So I have to get a player there so the player value increase and I can sell him I can give him more thing. The first thing they have to do in Italy and I don't care we part of Europe uh, or not they have to limit the manager's power. Because this is happening because right now if I go to Raspadora I want to take him and Napoli listen a Raspadura from Sassuolo should go to a team that finish 4 or 5th Let's say Roma or La- not because Roma is a bad team. I'm talking about the the ladder now. If Napoli was last year, I was fifth. Raspadura would be perfect to do a step to Napoli and then play a couple of seasons and step to the top team. In the meantime, start playing for the national team. 10 minutes, half an hour. But when I go try to buy Raspadura and his agents thinks he's got the next, you know, messy, that's the problem. We need to start somehow to limit the power of the agent. All right. First of all, that way agents cannot also push against the club, try to leave a free agent. Yeah, They have to start leaving. Everything started when we start giving power to the agents. Because agents have connection, make friends. Guys, Lee Pisan is one of the most connected guys. They move players here and there. And I'm telling you, I can send a player. You know I work with juniors. If I can send a player to Italy, all right, buy, a co- buy a club, you make making planning with a junior system, you know that the system is corrupt from the bottom. You need to get rid of corruption. You have players that making Serie a, that you ask yourself a question, how this player made it to Syria? Yeah. And the pathway leading to Syria is a pathway of bustarelle, helps, friends, shake hands, and money behind. Mm-hmm. Until you clean that, guys, mm-hmm. there's nothing else we will see. You if you have to, but unfortunately, Serie a is run by friends of friends of friends. Look at the Lega, guys. It's a disaster. Look look at the way we act towards. There is a VR in Serie. A, we act different from the rest of Europe. Uh, there is a a scandal. We try to cover up. You know. Now everybody, a lot a lot, a lot of Juventini like to use the calciopoli. Uh, it's because we hit you and ah. Guys, if the system is corrupt, it shows you at every level. And our national team right now represents the status of Serie A, the status of Olega, and the status of all the entire country, which is a country full of themselves, things to be better than what they are, the realistic we're turning that third world country. That's my answer to you, And
2: mm. Yeah, fair points, man. I, I don't disagree with the corruption and the agents have got way too much power, 100%. And I'm sick of seeing plays like... Berardi is... Is, is doing well, yeah? Like, he's on the, he's on the um, screen there. He's doing well. Yeah. But if that's what we've got, forget it. Forget it. If he's, our, if he's one of our best at the moment, forget it. We, we, we're nowhere near where we need to be. Um, I, I really hope... I want to go back to the days of 1994 where the league was so strong and the national team was strong. They that, that were the best days to live as an Italian supporter. All right, we won 2006 with a decent team. But um, if, if, if we're looking at players like Barardi as our best... We're way so off we're mate. Done. we we we're done. We're done. We're done. Adam, I know you've got some good things to say, man. Go for it.
3: Geez, that's a lot to unpack, but um i I agree with with all points
0: uh so far,
3: and um I'm starting to agree more with you, more as the days progress. Um, you know, we go to a doctor, get that checked out. There's a lot of banter between us that goes on, especially during that Euro victory last year where uh, Zio was saying a lot about a lot of derogatory things about our players, but you know we, we lived in the moment and we we celebrated it for what it was. Um, I think that if we had qualified for this World Cup, which we should have because we should have beat Macedonia and we we could have, we probably we probably would have played better against Portugal or Turkey because we tend to do that against the better teams, right? So we would have given it a good shake um, to get through there as well. And then we would have qualified and then what we would have done is we would have just swept it under the carpet again and these inherent problems that we've um, we've developed over time uh, would have came to the fore at another point in the future. So whether it was if we didn't qualify for the next euro, whether it was if we got uh, knocked out in the early stages of that euro, we would have oh, been having this conversation again or for the first time uh, down the track, let's say, right? So I think I think it's right about the Italian 90 squad, you know, that 94 squad, the Euro 88 squad, even going back to maybe 86 wasn't great because those players are raging. But, you know, back then, Serie was, was the league, was the league you wanted to be in if you were a player. Um, I think the problems um, uh, stem up. So uh, inherently as a country, Italy is not as rich as it was back then, um, which then filters down to the league itself. So there's not as much money flowing through Serie as there was back then. So um, players, Go elsewhere, and we've seen that with the with the Premier League. Premier League is now the richest league in the world for a reason, and, and the best players um, tend to, to populate that league. Um, so, w- w- what do we do from here? And you know, I've I've, I've had many conversations over the last few days about um, uh, this this thing about younger players being given a chance in Serie A, and I agree again with Anthony and, and Armour. It's not it's not the club's problem, like. Uh, you know, Milan Inter, Juve being the the big three, they don't they don't recruit with the with the, the knowledge in the back of their heads that they need to do so to to try and help the Italian national team. That's not their responsibility. Their responsibility isn't to sign a young Italian, thinking, oh, well, we'll sign him. He might be good for us, but you know what? Even better, he'll be good for the national team. That's not their role. So let's let's go. Let's filter down a little bit. Let's drill down into the clubs. And this was a stat that I didn't know, which I, I find uh, absurd, is that. Um, Gravina uh, touched on it in his post-match interview that 30% of, our, of the Primavera um, across the league uh, are, foreign, are foreign players. And you just can't have that. You can't have that. There needs to be a cap of some sort on the Primavera and but below that the Alievi uh, Regionali and nazionale, right, about what, 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 how, many, how many foreigners you can sign, whether it's, you know, one two across a, a squad of 18, fine, okay, but you can't have 30%. Of your primavera squad being foreigners
4: because that's that is, i didn't know that man that's absolutely yeah. bizarre to be honest yeah, That's your, the first your problem that. right
3: there's your, there's your problem right can i say yeah.
4: something on that yeah. and adam
3: yeah just let me finish Mom, on this point yeah, yeah go, go, go. it's very important it's very important yeah, because go, go. We, we have the same problems in australia that we're now seeing in italy and that is yeah. that it's becoming a sport for the rich yeah. right it's no longer the sport, um, you know. Uh, well, I won't say for the poor because that's it, it, a that's a bit of a derogatory um, for the people. Way to look at it. It's 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 yeah. For the, the sport was created for the masses, and we've shifted so far from that ethos that now you know in Australia we see that uh, kids are charged in excess of two thousand dollars to play for a club at NPL level, yeah. right? And now that's that's exactly what's happening in Italy. they squad, the right? They're dominating um, all the regions around Italy. And they're charging, you know, uh, exorbitant prices for kids to attend these clinics because they might have, you know, a former World Cup star running this clinic or a former CDR player in that small town or whatever it is, right? So we're seeing this problem all all across the world and specifically for us because, you know, we've got um, affiliation with – obviously we live in Australia but we're also Italian. So we know what's happening over there. Um, So, look, from my point of view, just to finish off on this point, is that – the the seria seria clubs and well it fills all the way out so seria all their all their junior teams and primavera teams have to have to be um uh, there has to be some rule rule changes where they have to have a a quota of, of italian talent come through right and then from that you know what will happen then we'll see uh we'll see guys like pedri and and, and gavi and and these and these kids coming through and playing for the national league. mate Spain's got a nineteen year old that wears number at, ten for the national team.
2: Adam, there's the- an the- argument going going on at the moment between the club and the federation. They want more foreigners. The clubs want to put more foreigners in the youth. Did you see that article last week? They're trying well, to increase the amount of foreigners. There. That's probably got to do In, with the, in, the, in well. the Primavera and the league saying, no, you've got to reduce. They're fighting about it now. I'll send well, you the article.
3: If, if if we're gonna if we're gonna revolutionise. Uh, and you know, um, get on the front foot on this. Then that needs—that's the first thing that needs to be knocked on the head and changed. Because if we—if we do that, we're just going backwards again, right? So um, yeah, I was just going to finish with, with Spain. Of Spain, you know, like we beat them on penalties in the Euro, right? They could have easily gone on and win that won that tournament with with a 19 and 17 year old in the squad. A 19
0: year old wearing their number 10 shirt. Do Doesn't I mean? this guy play shitloads of minutes for Barcelona as well yeah, for of course, his age?
3: The thing is, right? Can you imagine a nineteen-year-old wearing number ten for Italy? Like, it's we're so far from that at the moment, right?
4: That you, you wouldn't even dream it. But Anthony, you know what if there's someone good enough at that age? You should be given that chance. Sorry, I mean, I mean, Adam, Adam, I yeah, got sorry, a, too Go quick. On. No, too quick. Question because I'm happy that you mentioned my Spain. You know, I work with Spain. I know the youth system very well. So, regarding the stranieri in the primavera, the problem is. Going back again, we part of European Union now. So any European player has the right to be registered by Italian club as similar as Italian. So the concept of stranieri does not apply anymore. All right, I'm surprised that those players don't play for the national team yet. We'll be eventually one day European will be able to play in every national team. So that's how bad football is status right now because they try to apply normal people law to football players, which should not be the case. That's what happened with Bosman sentence, and that's what's been becoming uh, a really bad thing, you know. Uh, So regarding the stranieri, we're talking about if I got a Croatian, a Serbian, a Spanish, an English, a French. In my team, that's five players out of 11, but that's not 50% of the team because they're part of your uh, you, uh, Europe. So right now, they're not classified as straniers anymore.
3: Yeah, I agree with you 100% about.
4: Yeah, exactly. So I agree, but I agree with you that that's a big problem. How you overcome mm. that, I don't know. Maybe you have to do like France. I naturalize all the good players from any other nation. So they become well, Italian. You know, we... well, at, the, at
3: national level, in the under, in the under teams, so the under 20s, under 19s, the guys that are scoring are all from African descent. I've got nothing against that personally, like Italian, exactly. Italian, right? Beautiful. But, but if we talk about grassroots, it's a different conversation because your Puccini and your, you know, the, from nine years old to seven years old, right? Uh, they need they need to be able to prosper through uh, the ranks. Without an
4: infiltration of foreigners coming
3: in when they hit 16, 17 years
4: old. You you wanna know why a 19-year-old player plays for Barcelona starting teams and why he plays for the national team? First of all, right. Barcelona had to go through a refoundation. otherwise, their play will never play there. They had some economy kind of issues. Mm-hmm. But their play probably will be played Valencia or other places. But go have a look on YouTube. Any 11 12 13 14 games for the Spanish La Liga. They play in 7 aside on a 9 aside pitch. They create speed, touch, technique, moving of the ball and uh, triangles. angles. We still playing, we still playing in Italy the old old calcetto for the kids, where he's crowned, where you only play long ball, physical. Pro- I promise you, you're going to enjoy. It's such a speed game to watch. Seven aside, under 12, Spain La Liga. Then you will understand why those players become so fast and so good and so technical when they go to the first team. Because they used to, to play those combinations and faster, 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 faster. An under 12 game, Spanish La Liga, is so fast that they get their physicality, their fitness, <coughs> their strengthening and conditioning as they're playing. And that's from grassroots. I agree with you. I have to change it from the bottom. But you got to watch any Italian youth centre. It's all about the money. You pay your fee, you're playing. It's exactly like you. You nail it on the head as well. Yeah. yeah. You can pay, no, you can play.
3: Yeah. It's got to change.
4: Guys, before I go... If that's okay, I want to start driving. If I can still driving and be online, I'm happy. I, don't, I can stay. But if it's a problem for Anthony, for the director, I can put the camera off while I'm driving and I keep listening, guys, if you want. It's up to you.
0: As long as it doesn't impact your safety, man, you can do whatever you want. Man, I'm Only, from nobody, you know, I can, do, I can do 16
4: <laughs> while I'm driving and still be safe.
0: Thanks for the article, Anth. Anth sent an article that I've got up on screen now. Italy demand more local players while clubs want extra foreign imports. That's because if you've got someone foreign as well, let's just talk about it on a Serie A level, which you know, I don't have the sort of knowledge and application that um, Adam does in terms of grassroots in Australian football or Admiral does in grassroots of Italian football. But what I do know for sure is that it's really easy for a club to get some foreign players on the cheap Play them in a couple of clutch games or watch them have four to six good performances in CDR and watch their value go from, say, something stupid like 150K to two and a half million or three million. And then, God forbid, you've got a player that you bring in for one or two million. And then all of a sudden, that player goes to about 12, 13. It's almost just like getting foreign players is a cash grab and a cash cow for clubs in CDR. And that's the trend that's going to continue. It's very counterproductive. And I, I really, really fear for the future because I think that this recent result, um, not getting into the World Cup, really just paints the league in a really bad way and we're already seeing that in the sheer fact that we're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League and Italy couldn't be further away from having a team at that stage of the tournament we didn't just miss out on that stage of the tournament we got walloped in the round of 16 man Liverpool had Inter out of the round of 16 after the first leg Juventus lost 3-0 at home to Villarreal it's it's it was a disgrace from all rounds, man. That's pretty much all I've got to say. I need to head over to Inter Worldwide in about two or three minutes to set up the live there. So I'm actually going to hand over to Bruno for the rest of the video to keep chatting about La Nazionale and everything shitty that's pretty much come with it. But yeah, that's pretty much it from me. I just want to thank Adam and Anth for tuning in again from Melbourne. It's going to be really interesting now, gentlemen, covering the Serie A roundtable because uh, I'm still fully behind Inter and obviously investing in it, but Anth... You can't tell me a big element of your soul wasn't ripped out over the last week, and now it's just like, it's I don't know, man. It's it's unexplainable almost.
2: You know what it makes me feel too, Ant? And I love Milan, as we know. But when I look at this Milan squad, and they're going to win the Scudetto, potentially win this Scudetto, you think, how can this Milan team win the Scudetto? If I compare it to this, the teams oh, in the yeah. past Milan, right? Yeah. So a part of me is happy because it's Milan. A part yeah. of me is upset because... This team shouldn't be winning Serie A. It shows the level of Serie A. It's not good enough. It's yeah. nowhere near good yeah. enough. And that's what's translating now into the national team. So, yes, it's made me think a lot about Milan, Italy, the players, the Serie the A in general. But I've been banging on about Serie A for a while now. That's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. The, You can't cover the cracks anymore. You Something has to him. be done. Yeah,
0: 100%. It's always good to chat to you, bro. Thank you so much for coming on Football Worldwide. So. I'll speak to you soon. And thank you to you too, Adam. Man, I really appreciate it. I'm um, always love your knowledge, man, especially when it comes to those sort of grassroots level stuff. Thank you very much, bro. Appreciate it.
3: No problem, man. We'll see you on the CDR roundtable next week, hopefully.
0: Absolutely. Grazie to my fratello Bruno. Take it away, my brother. Cheers.
1: <laughs> okay, so now that Ant's gone, um. I just, I didn't get a word in there because (laughs) I, I loved getting everyone's opinion. And I don't know if you boys agree, but a lot of that Euros win was just in the moment. You look back at it now and it's like, well, Italy's path had, you know, they had basically had it carved by the other teams to make it the more appealing path to the final. And then their last two games, they didn't win. They conceded against England very early on. And against Spain, who were extremely fatigued, they managed to get to penalties. Yeah. But Adam touched on it and he said it, it it masked the problem. It masked the issue, the greater issue. And the issue I feel with the national team, and it has been since I think 2006 win, is there's too much nostalgia oh, this player made it to the final of the 2006 World Cup, so we're going to put him in this squad. This player here, he's part of the Aventus winning squad, so we're going to put him in the squad. But personally, I've, I've heard calls across the forums and the pages, oh, Italy should have the Serie should be capped at X amount of foreign players. That's never going to work in um, the Serie because you can't compete at a Champions League level with the quality Italy presents. No, I don't but, think that's the
3: solution, Bruno.
1: It's not, but the primavera, where you have 30% of your players being international. Honestly, you look at a team like Juventus, and they've got, I think it's the Serie C, the Juve Stabia. That team should just solely be Italians. One to filter into the Juventus squad, but two.
2: No, they've got cater- the under-23s playing. They've in, got their own under-23s, like under yeah. under-23 is playing yeah. in the Serie C, but yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if they're full of foreigners or Italians. I'm not sure, to be honest. But
0: like they,
1: they should be catering to that sort of perspective where you look at it now and it's like, for instance, in Australia, we, we're turning to a washed-up Uruguayan mm-hmm. to transfer his citizenship to Australia to take the squad for the pitch. When you look at a player like Christian Volpato for Roma, who the Wanderers and Sydney FC apparently said, you're not good enough for us, but Mourinho's gotten him in his squad and he's playing for the under-21s, I think it was. um, Under-19,
3: under-20 Italian team, yeah. Yeah, I I I think for Pato's case, I think uh, he was, I mean... I agree that uh, he was overlooked in this country, but I think he's developed out of sight since moving over. I mean, he's been there for a couple of years now. Um, but I think I think you're right, Bruno, in, in in relation to the Euro victory. I mean, like I said earlier, we're, we're all in that we're all elated during that period, and you tend to forget about everything else around it uh, when you're celebrating something like that. Like it was just all about oh, how jubilant were we enth like you know. Um, You know, all those WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups and Facebook chats and this and that, going over each other's house and having a drink because we won and blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, when you dissect it, you know, you need your luck in every tournament, right? You don't win a tournament without a a bit of luck, but we had a lot of luck during that tournament. Um, You can go back as far as as think about, you know, that ball that was played across against Belgium that Lukaku didn't get his head to. Yeah. Yeah, and 90 times out of 100, he'd score that goal. Like, it's just stuff like that. You know, the two penalty shootouts, we won two penalty shootouts. Um, the disallowed goal against uh, against uh, Austria um, that they scored. You know, things like that. We were very, very lucky to get through that tournament. I mean, the group stage we we breezed through, um, and we deservedly, deservedly so because we played some good football. Um, but,
2: yeah. You know, like- you, 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 you remember Massimo Oddo, um, he played in the 2006. 2006- yeah. World Cup, off the bench, he wasn't a starter. He came out and said this week, he goes back as far as 06 and says that was the worst thing that could have ha- happened to Italian football, right? Mm. So he, if you look at him being in the system, playing for Italy, winning the World Cup with Italy, he's pulled it back to there and said that was the start of th- the end, right? And then I think about it and I look at that team there, which was full of good players, yeah? Totti, Gattuso, Pirlo. They're stronger plays than we got now. Let's face it, hundred percent stronger. Um, but then look at City from there. Really, only one. Milan won the two th- uh, two thousand and seven Champions League, and Inter won two thousand and ten. So from two thousand six, we won two more. Just after that period, but City was on a downfall from there. If you think about it, and so was the national team. We mastered again when we made the final of the Euros against Spain and we got smashed and we Mm -hmm. thought, okay, we made the final. We won the Euros, that mastered for a year only because now we're here again. Not even so, We're not even a year, that's right. So we're not even a year on. But these wins for Italy, it it gives the federation, like, at at times say, okay, you know what, we're going well. Well, We're not. All we've done is won a cup Mm -hmm. over four weeks. So... Until they pull their heads out of the sand and say, we've got a real problem. Our, our league can't compete in Europe. We used to dominate the UEFA Cup. We used to have Inter versus, Palmer, uh, Inter versus Lazio final, Parma versus Juve final. Mm. There, was, there was years where we had all three Italian clubs in every final, the Cup Winners' Cup, the UEFA Cup, yeah. and the Champions League in a year. Now we yeah. can't get one past the... You know, Juve's made a few finals, but they're the outlier. And even there, they got they they got smashed in finals. So, yeah. But I don't I know, think, man. There's a huge problem. Think,
3: There's a huge problem. I still think that we we need to look beyond, and it's not even a priority. The top league is not the priority in this in this discussion, this argument. Because if if you think about France, for instance, they've uh, they revolutionised their grassroots after some disappointing tournaments. So post France on they win France on they win Euro 2000, then they hit a slump. Right? Yeah. Remember the slump? Yeah. Then they go back. And they uh, revolutionised their grassroots, and now we're seeing the fruits of it. Right. Yeah. So, all right, they they didn't they didn't do well at um, um in the Euros, but they won the World Cup two years before that, and they're still uh, uh, you know a, a team to be reckoned with getting into yeah. this World Cup. So, um, Spain just keep churning them out because they they trust in the youngsters. They don't see age as a number, whereas we see age as a number. Yeah.
1: There's well, too much late. respect given to. Players like Bonucci and Chiellini because of their domestic yeah, we call them senatori in Italy.
3: Like they use the term senatory for a reason in Italy, right? Because Zio they, Amu they, hit yeah. the
1: nail on the head when he said he's 39. Like honestly, as a defender, how are you gonna be keeping up with the likes of Lukaku and of Mbappe when you're thirty-nine and you know you, you're not you're struggling? But I was gonna bring a point to the table where you mentioned France. You look at England who are performing a lot better now you look at Spain, you look at Germany, and the majority of their players come from their domestic leagues, with the outliers of some players playing abroad. Whereas you look at Belgium, who's ranked number one in the world, but how many of their players actually play in Belgium? And how many tournaments has Belgium won with their golden generation? None. Exactly, and, and and you look at Italy, it's sort of that same facade where you look at it from the outset, yeah, it might be a good team, but one, how many of our players play in the Serie A but are doing well? And the ones that are playing abroad, well, you've got um, Donnarumma, which Zio Amor, who's now joined the chat again before we wrap up, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring him back in once I finish this point. But Donnarumma, who's second-string goalkeeper, at PSG. You've got Verratti who...
2: Never played because, in Serie A. Never played in Serie A. That
1: never played in Serie A. Never played in Serie A. And then you've got Jorginho who is mediocre to say the least. He plays for Chelsea but he isn't their key player. He's not instrumental. And, and, and that's the foundation that this Italian squad's been built on. You know, Donnarumma, the next Buffon. You know, you've got Verratti. Oh, he's got likeliness of Pirlo. And people are throwing all of this stuff. But there's no grassroots. And this is what Italy needed. But this was the wake-up call four years ago when we didn't qualify for that last World Cup after the disappointment against Sweden. Now, when we got to this stage, as I bring Amul back into the stream, but when we got back, when Italy got to this stage where we were in the knockouts... Well, to me, I don't want to qualify for this World Cup because if we can't beat the likes of Switzerland and get through the group stage, what chance do we have against the best 32 teams in the world? How can we make that statement? How can we make that comment and say, well, we we, we barely qualified against Switzerland? All right, we had 32 shots on goal, but none of them went in, Mm -hmm. All right? But they missed an open goal, but... They beat us 1-0. Sh- they shouldn't have had the chance that one, their one goal should have counted. So ultimately, Italy at is this, at this fork in the road and they can continue down the path that everyone here has alluded to, sticking with those who have the biggest booster, or they can turn around and say, well, shit needs to really change and we need to start it now. And you know what? I don't mind if that takes another eight years to achieve. But you know from eight years on, you're going to be a dominant force continuously because you've invested eight years into your grassroots. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, and would
1: you
4: want to add to that? No, for stacks for me, I mean, I made it to the ground. I'm with the laptop, so the telephone battery dies. So I apologize to the viewers <laughs> simply you guys. And I managed to connect it on a free Wi-Fi somewhere, so hopefully nobody moves. <laughs> um. Listen, I don't know what you guys said before, but I agree. And if you look at Germany, Germany had a very young squad at one World Cup and did yeah. really, not did ba- really bad, they did did nothing special. Everybody was laughing, but look what happened to Germany from the same squad. They've been living on those players and keep putting fresh legs for the last three or four World Cup. I keep saying, guys, don't go back a four years ago when we did not qualify. Go back to 2014 because the mistake starts 2014, 2018, 2022. We we not only missed out the previous four cup. Sorry, 2010 started because after six, won- yeah, after six, yeah. So 2010 we went with the same squad of four years before.
3: Er, er, Arma, we didn't even learn our lesson because it happened after Spain '82 as well. Spain '82 exactly. to Mexico as as benchers, and it happened there. Right. And then because then we, Italy
4: yeah. is the place of the friends. Come and play yeah. with friends. We won the World Cup four years ago. <laughs> Cannavaro was a semi-retired player when he played 2010. Yeah. It was not good enough for no one.
1: He okay, so to... let me throw it to you before yes. we sign off because I know everyone's got their other obligations. Mancini, should he stay? Or is there another coach which is better fit for the job? Let,
3: let me start with this one my, 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 view, my view is that uh, from, from what I'm reading today he's gonna stay right and my view is that I think he should stay I think I still think he's', he's, he's uh, quite capable um, one one he can take the pressure Two, he's he's tactically astute and, and three he's got the runs on the board already okay now when when you when you get rid of a coach or you sack a coach or a coach resigns you need to think about um, Is there anyone better? uh, uh, Sorry, at level or better to replace him? And at the moment, I I can't see anyone out there that is. So that's that's one reason you don't sack him. Probably the main reason you don't sack him. And then you hope that he wants to stay. So um, you know, I've seen some ridiculous comments about people saying like someone like Del Piero to come in. What what credentials does Del Piero have to coach to manage anybody at the moment? Right? I personally nothing as a manager. can a of have proves absolutely nothing, he? He's coached in China. Um, he's I think he's won a couple of titles there, but he's, he's coaching a team that's you know got the budget, uh, 10 times greater budget than anyone else. Um, so again, no credentials, you're throwing him straight into the hot seat, you're doing what you did to Donadoni, basically, right? Um, you just don't want that. Now, not only will, will what we've been speaking about. Um, go backwards in terms of grass roots. The national team that you have already there will go backwards as well. So you need to keep that stability to then get everything else underneath working for you. So Mancini has to stay. Has to stay. All right. He's he's proven. He's a proven good coach. He's coached at. at uh, in a cl- he's got success at club level. Success now as a national team. Right. There's been a bump in the road. We'll get over it. We'll move forward. As long as everything else underneath starts working as well, everything that we're, we're talking about starts to happen. Because then he'll, he'll then he'll bear the fruits of that. Yeah. And with with the good coach that he already is, we'll see some long-term success. If that's if that's what he intends to do, to stay for that long. But that's
2: that's my five cents on that. Anthony? I, um, I agree and kind of do. I, I, I'd say yes, I'd keep him, right? Because for me, it's not the coach. The coach isn't the problem here. It's the players he's got. He's getting, he got, he got more than he should have out of them in the Euros, in my opinion, out of that group. They won the Euros and the coach plays an important part, right? But the coach can only do so much with what he's got on the pitch. We don't have the talent. So, like Adam said, I agree. If we don't start fixing the things from below, it doesn't matter who you put there. Yeah, he might have an effect on certain aspects of the tactical game and he might influence the games in, in certain ways. And good coaches can do that. But all you're doing is masking the real problem. We don't have the the world class players, enough of them. We've got, I don't even know, who would you say is world class in the Italian team at the moment? World class. I mean, ki, ki, you know, Chiesa? Chiesa was our most probably promising player, but is he proven to be world class? No, not yet. But he's got talent, but that's one. Who else
3: I'll say is world class? Yeah,
1: but when, when form, has Barella been in form for the National oh, team? Oh,
2: uh, see, I, I, thought right. he was, I, I thought he was, right? I don't think he's world class. I think if you look at how he played, he's playing in Serie A and he's maybe shining in a shit league. But when yeah, you put yeah, him on the maybe, world maybe, stage, he maybe, maybe doesn't right, shine yeah. as much. So for me, Mancini, you could get Jurgen Klopp in there. He might adjust it a bit. We need, we need better players. We need to fix it from the grassroots, like you said. I want to see more young Italians coming through the system. That's a bigger discussion. It's a big problem. But I'd just keep him because it's. I don't think it's entirely his fault. My opinion. Um,
4: Listen, Adam Endon, you got two valid points, but I always see the national coach completely different. Until you put a coach that's got a philosophy or play football, the required weekly training, Italy will fail. The national team coach needs to be a selezionatore, somebody that select the best player in the country for each position. Put them together It doesn't tell them how to play. Let them play their style because they're the top players. It only needs to keep motivating them. If you want to play the tiki-taka, the Sarri ball, the Mancini, all this fancy stuff, Italy will fail, fail, fail. We won the World Cup, sitting at the back with the best defence, the best goalkeeper, zero striker. Italy had zero striker in 2006. Just don't tell me if you remember Italy striker. Italy was good up to the middle field, Look a yeah, they won the world cup, you know, why I
1: had I think two goals exactly, but you know, why yeah.
4: because we went there and played with Italian style ultra defending, long ball, win, pack the cup, wrap it up, take it home. That's how you do the world cup, that's how you do the national team. The tiki taka is for fancy people, leave it to me that I coach juniors. Juniors needs to play tiki taka. Because they need to learn to play football. But when you get to the national team, you need to have a selezionatore. They picks the best player. and does not see the problem with Mancini is he picks player to suit his system. That's the same problem you had in the past. You have to pick the best player, not the one that suits your system. You adjust the system to suit the players. For me, that's the national team call.
1: I think we could be talking about this for another couple of hours, and we will be talking about this probably up until the World Cup. But, guys, I'd love to thank you all for joining today. Anthony has finished early, so Zio Amu, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Anthony, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks, fellas. It was a good discussion. Um, a lot of unanswered questions for everyone. But, look, look. Let, let's, hope, let's hope we see, you know, Italy produce some good players and qualify with ease again in the next World Cup because I'm sick of it.
1: And Adam, I'm sure uh, your opinion will stick around for a long time. So thank you for joining us today.
3: Thanks, mate. Um, look, it's not going to be – it's around the – the next load of qualifiers are around the corner. So if there's going to be any change in the national team, we'll see it pretty soon because we've got the Argentina game and then the Nations League kicks off again in June, I believe. So – um, yeah, things are around the corner. So, and I, I'm personally not going to watch the Turkey game, I think it's on tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'll uh, check the result, might watch the whole life but I'm not getting, I'm not losing any more sleep for this, uh, for this team. Uh, not now, anyway.
1: Guys, thank you for joining us on Football Worldwide. You will catch these boys on the um, CETI round table and stay tuned for much more to come. So, from all of us here at Football Worldwide, thank you, and we will speak to you soon.